0: Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn and uh, Curtis and my man Patrick. The movie featured for midweek movie music, Superfly. That's right. Curtis Mm -hmm. Mayfield. Curtis Mayfield. Yeah, I, I will admit, listening to this soundtrack for Superfly makes me realize I need to go buy the soundtrack for Superfly. Oh yeah, just smooth. To it. Man. Yeah, I don't think I even have it. Just ride available to me. I need yeah. that. It's good ride music. Good I ride. might, I might ride to the Texas Zaga game tonight. Listen to the superfly. superfly. Yeah. yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's
1: gonna be a super fly atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, you dig,
0: yeah, dig. <laughs> well said, sir. Uh, it will be. No superfly atmosphere. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we've been talking a lot about that. Let's get to Texas, Kansas. Haven't talked enough mm-hmm. about Texas, Kansas, and I don't know if we can ever talk too much about Texas, Kansas. What is stressing you out early? on this week leading up to the Texas-Kansas matchup?
1: Well, the numbers that you just gave. And it has nothing to do that I think that the defense won't be able to show up. It's just the fact of the changes and the type of offense that Kansas runs. It's not your traditional type of offense. It looks nothing like TCU's. No. You know, so all the game planning that you did for TCU, you have to scrap that, and you can't bring any of that to this week's game. Mm-hmm. Because it's a totally different approach. Yeah. Um, you, we talked about it in Rod's rant. The eye discipline is going to have to be a major part of the success and the failures mm-hmm. of this team. Yep. There's a lot that is going to be going into this. So, those are the types of things that I continue to look at and say, okay, where is Texas stress level going to be at? It's going to be, you got to be on your A game. To play against Kansas. Oh yeah. Now the weather is going to be rough. It's going to be not traditional for for what you're used to seeing. But you're going to have to go out there and play, and you're going to have to try to attack them totally and great. not let them get themselves in a the rhythm either.
0: Yeah. No, I'm really. I, I I can't wait to see what the defensive game plan is going to be um, versus this multiple option attack from Kansas. Yeah, Devin Neal, and we talked about him yesterday. Yep. You know, they call him Real Deal Kevin Neal. Mm. And honestly, I'm going to use the nickname because he, he he deserves it. Yeah, the last couple he's earned weeks, that. He has the last couple of weeks. He became the first player in Kansas Jayhawk history to have over 200 yards rushing and 100 yards receiving in a game against Oklahoma State.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Did some workhorse stuff. We're talking about uh, 32 rushes for 224 yards, six receptions for 110 yards. I mean, you're talking about yeah. for 38 total touches for what 334 yards. I mean, that is workhorse oh, man, stuff. It works. Yeah and that was that was that was 2 weeks ago. Uh yeah, at at basically versus Oklahoma State and then uh the last game at Texas Tech. He didn't quite uh do so much damage, but he did have a great game on the ground. 24 attempts, 190 yards uh rushing overall, but 7.9 yards per rush against Tech, 7 yards per rush versus Oklahoma State, 7 yards per rush versus Oklahoma. 5.9 mm-hmm. yards per rush versus TCU, uh, 6.3 yards per rush versus Iowa State, best rushing defense in the Big 12. Oh, he's been on a tear. He's right. averaging almost seven yards per rush uh, on the season. He has been lately playing his best football hearts. That is a huge concern for me if I'm Texas, considering that triple triple option, multiple option spread attack that they're going to present.
1: Right, and then you got to be disciplined enough on the back end too. Because if you get caught up with the way that you're thinking about this running game, mm-hmm. they can throw the ball over the top. I mean, they've got good receivers. They've got a good quarterback, whether it's going to be Bean or if it's going to be Taylor. I mean, uh, Daniel, Yeah, you're going to have to be disciplined enough because this team has gotten better. And each quarterback, you talked about the two quarterback sets a little while ago. You start looking at how they approach this, this is a, this is a tough look because of the confusion that they're going to cause you. Oh yeah. And they will stretch the field.
0: Mm, oh, they yeah. definitely
1: can stretch the field.
0: They wanted to, no, no he, Lance Leipold is on the record for saying their offense is built around the explosive play. Yeah. And they want to they, they want explosive plays down the field so he he does he wants to attack teams down the field and he uses a lot of the uh the misdirection the eye candy early mm-hmm. on to get you enamored fixated on stopping the run the eye discipline the gap discipline uh making sure your assignments sound and then boom they try to they want to stretch you deep yeah. they want to stretch you out and uh stress you horizontally and vertically. they do a really good job of it and like you said they'll use the two quarterback package and they'll they'll really pair that up with outside zone sprint out. Um, they'll throw in the old Maryland I formation or the diamond formation. You just got to see so much stuff. Man, there's so that diamond.
1: Stuff. That's what I need. I need that diamond. I need Texas nah. to use that diamond nah. some,
0: too. Well, they'll use it. The 30 They're 30 and 31 personnel. So they're as diverse as any offense in the Big 12, and honestly, probably as fun to watch offensively as any mm-hmm. offense, but I can tell you, not fun to prepare for uh, an offense that pre- presents you with so many um, layers of complication and sophistication. And and Don't
1: let Jared Casey beat you. That's the tight end. Jude. That's the one that was partying last year. He's the year. one
0: that got the the, the, yeah, the, the deal. nil deal. Yeah, Applebee's. Applebee's. Yeah. yeah, man. Don't let that. But honestly, they, I was uh, watching film and I love the way they use him. Yes, um, they do a good job of using the fullback as a fullback H-back, uh Jared Casey, and he's been great for him. Yeah, honestly, he had his coming out him. party versus Texas. Yeah, man. <laughs> he's been really good for him yeah. since then. Uh, so I, I I think that. The biggest concern for Texas will be their Texas defense matching up against one of the best offenses in the country. They are sixth in the country right now in yards per play. Yep. Seven yards per play, and their third down offense, uh, Hearts, that really worries me. They're seventh in the country in third down offense. And you remember when Jalen Daniels was healthy, they were first. They were number one in the country with a healthy Jalen Daniels. And it looks like if he's not going to start, Jalen Daniels definitely will play. Yeah. And I think he's going to start. My man Jeff howell got some connections, um, obviously, uh, through Horns 24-7 and the two four seven network. And he said he thinks he's going to play. He yeah. thinks he's going to start.
1: Yeah. I mean, he he provides so much to you that you've been missing. I'm not saying that they haven't had uh, success with Bean, but he's a different type of player. Mm-hmm. We were talking. Remember, at one point, you and I were sitting watching him and saying, "Do we need to put this dude in the Heisman conversation because of the that. way of how effective he was at the be- very mm-hmm. beginning of the year?" Oh yeah, and their their wide receiver Lawrence Arnold has 31 catches, 529 yards. 17.1 yards per reception Going deep, with four touchdowns mm-hmm. in the long of 39. They're not afraid, man.
0: Yeah, They're no, not they're.
1: afraid. Quentin yeah. Skinner, too, somebody we need to pay attention to. He's got five touchdowns this year already for them as a wide receiver, number 83. They really believe in that system. They,
0: yeah. And I believe in it. By the way, I've studied that, that Kansas. I told you I started studying Kansas uh, early on in the year because I was yep. like, "Man, they look, they look, they may be trouble." I started studying that Lance Lee post system, and it is fascinating all the concepts that he's brought together there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all built around them trying to generate explosive plays. And job well done in twenty twenty two. Job then, well done. They're one of the most explosive offenses in the country. Uh, but I, I'll throw this out there, and I think this is where Texas has a huge advantage. Um, Havoc rate is something that uh-huh. I've been keeping up with and that I love. It's a great stat. Essentially, combines splash plays of for defenders, right? So you're talking about tackles for loss, uh, sacks, uh, PBUs, interceptions, forced fumbles, and fumble recoveries, splash plays for the defense. And as a team, Texas actually leads the Big Twelve in splash plays as mm. a defense. They, they, they. Even if you look at their uh, their secondary and even their front seven as individual units, and look at those uh, rates of havoc. Still, Texas has the. Uh if you look at it, the best front seven for wreaking havoc and one of the better secondaries for wreaking havoc. It's not the best. I think uh, Baylor and TCU secondaries are yeah. better at wreaking havoc uh, than Texas is. Uh, but still, I think Texas is probably like third in the Big 12 in terms of secondary havoc rate. But if you look at overall team havoc rate, Texas is first. Kansas, last. Oof. Last. Oof. They don't make a lot of splash plays on defense at all. And you're going to look at Texas, Jalen Ford is uh, third. No, sorry, he's fourth. He's fourth in the Big 12 overall in Havoc plays for individual players. Um, behind uh, Tyree Wilson, Al Walcott of uh, Baylor, um, Danny Stutzman of Oklahoma. Yeah. So Jalen Ford is right there in that conversation, but it's strange. Only one Kansas player, and you got Deshaun James on this list for Texas, too. Day Barron's on the list. DeMarvio and Overshone's on this list of probably top 25 uh, best Havoc individual players or best individual Havoc rates in the Big 12. Um, but you have Kansas, only one player. Lonnie Phillips makes it. Lonnie Phillips. Um He's got 11.5 Havoc plays. He's a junior. But they don't have a lot of guys that make splash plays defensively for Texas. That's really good because you're getting, you're dealing with a quarterback who's obviously experiencing some growing pains. Mm-hmm. He's been struggling, but you don't, and at least based on the – you know, the statistical uh, analysis, you don't have to worry about Kansas getting in the backfield, being very disruptive, getting a lot of tackles, a lot of sacks, a lot of interceptions, yeah. getting their hands on football. Now, they're not saying they're not going to make some plays. They will make some plays, but not as many as you've seen against TCU no. or your K-States or even the Iowa State. This is the worst playmaking defense in the Big 12. It's basically what they have it great to say. And they're the worst playmaking defense in yeah. the Big 12.
1: And that's why you keep talking about the fact of the offensive side of the ball for Texas if they can't score against this defense, mm. then we have a bigger issue. Yeah, we got a big issue. We got a bigger issue yeah. in that. And and the fact, too, we talked about it. I mean, the weather, and I know we keep talking about the weather, both teams are going to have to play in it. But, but if you have a struggling quarterback that mm-hmm. hadn't found his groove and then you have to go to a place where the wind is going to play a factor. Yes, it will. It's a big question mark. It's yeah. a big question mark. And that's why, you know, you, you've been saying it all year. Let's smother that thing in some
0: Bijan. Put some Bijan on the him, run man.
1: game has to be better supported this week than it was last week.
0: Totally agree. They gotta
1: give. They gotta take yep. a little bit of pressure off of Quinn. And you know, you were talking about making the team one one sided. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Texas has to be a, a balanced unit, being able to run and pass yep. when they
0: need to. Yep. Totally agree with you. Yep. Um, And against Kansas, like I said, I'm not trying to mock their defense or anything, but just as good as they are offensively, they are just that bad defensively. Um, Like I said, the total defense, 117th in the country, yards per play allowed, 104th, rush defense, 93rd, pass defense, 118th, third down defense, 122nd, scoring defense, 103rd. Mm -hmm. So as hard as mentioned, you cannot, if you can't score the ball and move the ball against this Kansas defense, and they're making splash plays against uh, your offense and against your offensive line, right. And yeah, we do have a bigger issue. And the bigger issue, to me, would be and I'm going to watch this, too. When you watch that Kansas game, see if Kansas is using some three-high, three-down concepts. Mm. I know they don't, they don't run it. It's not what they do. And Texas had to face K-State, who runs it, and TCU, who runs it, and Iowa State runs a three-high, three-down. Basically, everybody in the Big 12 starting to run. Oklahoma State run their own concepts of the three-high, three-down. And we know Sarks offense only score, on average, 25 points per game versus the three-high, three-down. That's his kryptonite. That's what, that's yeah. what brings out Coach Steven.
1: Uh, All right, he's Coach
0: Sark until he sees that three-high, three-down. That's the kryptonite that brings out Coach Steven. Everybody get involved. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if they'll do that. That would be a pretty drastic thing to do, but hell, why not? If I was a defensive coordinator, I'd be like, guys, this week we're working three-high, three-down because we're facing Coach Steven. All right, this is the way I'd go with it. And I don't know if you'll you'll see that, but Kansas, if they do make a lot of splash plays and they're able to frustrate and discombobulate the Texas offense, you know what that means. Yep. That means the recipe— And the blueprint to be Texas is out. Mm. And everybody's got it. Mm. Everybody got it. Everybody got everybody. It. everybody know, and everybody knows how to replicate it. You, um, you stack the box, sell out to stop the run on rundowns. Uh, blitz your linebackers from the second level. Blitz, uh, run blitz through the a, through the interior gaps, the A and the B mm-hmm. gaps, uh, because it's really hard for those young offensive linemen to pick up those guys. Uh, you on passing downs. Unfortunately, all you gotta do is double X man, take X man and make them beat you with somebody else, and then get after a young Quinn Ewers and make Quinn Ewers beat you because he. Right now, can't. Yeah. Right now, he can't. Right, right. So if, if if Kansas is out there beating up on Texas defensively, then that means that blueprint's out, and they're just, they're just following the, the recipe. They're just following the blueprint.
1: And a so, lot of times you don't have to be that guy. If the blueprint is there, you don't have to try to think, oh, I can make it even this. I can do this. No, just go by what other teams have done, coach it up that way, mm-hmm. and you will have success. I mean it's proven. Yeah, that's why, that's why Texas it's has got It's a
0: proven yeah. method. It has been. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's been proven Oklahoma State did it. K State did some of it, but they didn't they didn't double X Men as much as they needed to on like certain situational passing downs. Right. Um, and I think TCU, they perfected the game plan. The problem with Kansas, they they can replicate the recipe. They don't have the ingredients. Uh, but if they, like I said, they have success, then we know, man, something's a little bit off. But it's all about Quinn Ewers and, and how comfortable uh, Coach Steven is willing to make Quinn in this game. And I think a lot of that can be, you know, I think a lot of it can be remedied with a quick game. Quick game, quick game, quick game, yeah. quick game, quick game, quick game, quick game. Get the ball out of his hands quickly and get it into the receiver's hands um, and just get it, get him into a rhythm. Get him into a groove. Get him confident. I don't give a damn if he's throwing the ball vertically downfield. I think you can still move the ball. you got good athletes, Jay Witt showed that too, that can work in space. Just give them the football and create space. Instead of yeah. throwing it deep, create the space with your offensive genius and just get the football to your players in space. Make and it. In space. Make it look. happen. That's what I want to see in this game versus – uh, Kansas, So uh, re- really looking forward to the game plan defensively for Texas because they're coming off one of the best game plans and one of the most Best, I, I was say the best executed game plan for Texas too, um, all season long. So we'll get into that a little bit more, obviously, as the week goes on. Let me tell you about my friends over at Hot Cat Tequila because it's my favorite new tequila. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna ride share to the Zazz game tonight, and I'll <laughs> probably take a couple of shots of Hot Cat Tequila to make sure I get the mood right. You got that? The in mood, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, mm. the Cat stands for a cinnamon agave and tequila, and the recipe is just as simple and just as brilliant. It's just cinnamon agave nectar and tequila. So light, so smooth. Hot Cat Tequila is a tequila tequila. tequila lover's dream and if you're not a fan of tequila hot cat tequila will make you a fan of tequila hot cat tequila will turn any event into a party and every party feels like a celebration so celebrate and turn up with hot cat tequila once you try hot cat you won't go back to that old cinnamon whiskey or that cheap tequila you ordered rounds of when you were just trying to get the party started turn up your party turn up your tailgate with hot cat tequila no football tailgate or watch party is complete without hot cat tequila best way to pregame for the big game concerts festivals or a night on the town with family and friends hot cat tequila is best serve cold for a quick round of shots or to sip on the rocks when you're just trying to chill or throw something on the grill. Visit CatTequila.com to find a store near you that sells hot cat tequila or a bar near you that serves hot cat tequila. Or when you're at your favorite watering hole, you're at your favorite liquor store, your favorite bar, just ask for a hot cat tequila. Turn up with hot cat tequila. All right, uh, we'll get back to some more uh, Texas-Kansas uh, conversation. We haven't talked a lot about the Cowboys, haven't talked about the Texans at all today. It's been a big uh, Texas uh, sports day, if you will, talking about Texas and the Zags. I talking about Texas versus Kansas. So we'll now uh, throw our attention to the NFL. We'll, uh, we'll talk about the Cowboys adding a receiver, but maybe not the receiver that you hope they would have added. Nope! Uh, <laughs> Jerry Jones <laughs> commenting on the receiver you hope they would have added and also a receiver for the Houston Texans. Stripped of his captaincy. We'll get into all of that mm. and more and preview the best. I think it's the best NFL matchup of the weekend between the Cowboys and the Vikings. I think so too. Right? And we'll get into it. Hopefully the Cowboys can show up. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't the 1049. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. We play jams from a soundtrack of a movie that was inspired by my man Patrick. Uh, he plays those songs for us for midweek movie music. And we're supposed to guess exactly what the film was based on those selections. And my man Harge got it. First shot. First shot. Boom. Easy peasy, Boom. super fly, uh, and it is uh, really a tribute to Curtis Mayfield, who actually did the entire soundtrack, and it it's a damn good one. So thanks to my man Patrick for working hard. Uh, we appreciate effort, but he's out actually at the uh, the mood right now. So shout out to my man Corey, who took his place, twisting and tweaking the dials there. All right, let's get into the Cowboys' uh, discussion here, Hard There are a couple of stories we got to hit. Uh, first of all, the Cowboys added a receiver. Mm-hmm. Now, most of y'all, if I had told y'all the Cowboys added a receiver, you'd be like, "They got Odell Beckham Jr." No, uh, it's not Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, it's Antonio Callaway, huh? Yeah, they signed uh, the receiver Antonio Calloway. He worked out for the team last week. Calloway attended the coach rookie minicap in May, but he was uh, last with a team in 2021 when he signed a futures deal with the Chiefs. He spent seven months with the Chiefs before they cut him in August of 2021, and he was a free agent since then. Uh, Calloway appeared in five games for the Dolphins in 2020 after serving a lengthy suspension and caught two passes for 20 yards before Miami cut him. He entered the league as a Browns fourth-round pick in 2018. There you go, Harge. Hey, some wide receiver help.
1: Yeah, he got cut, though, from another team.
0: Well, hey, one one man's trash is another man's treasure. That
1: is very true, and I would have to agree with that. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to give him his opportunity to come in. He's going to the practice squad first. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it was not the actual wide receiver that America, (laughs) America's team, was thinking when they heard they got their man. Everyone initially thought it was going to be Odell Beckham Jr.
0: Yeah, here's what Jerry said about Odell on 105 through the fan. He said, when they asked him, did CeeDee Lamb's big day, remember CeeDee Lamb had that big day receiving? Yeah, Uh, 10 receptions.
1: Yeah, best day
0: he's had so far this year as the number one receiver for the Cowboys. Um, And Jerry said, I don't think so. He said, a talent like Beckham is additive. Yeah. It stacks up on top of, we think, a lot of what CD is capable of being for this team. Uh, Beckham is really about what he can get us substantively, uh, substantively <laughs> above where we are. The answer is, we'll see how that is. I, I still don't actually know. but I, I mean, what did he say? It, <laughs> it stacks on top. I read the wrong Yeah, fan. It stacks on top stacks of, on we think, a lot of what CD is capable of being for this team, Beckham is really can he get us substantively above where we are the answer is well see how that is oh my gosh the answer is we'll see how that is that's
1: what I'm saying like he, that the month wants is, you to think for a long time know, like, like what? okay
0: what did he I love so it. are we getting them or not I don't know I <laughs> still don't I'm know that like, like,
1: that's where I'm at
0: he, uh, here's uh, when <laughs> they, they asked um, uh, Jerry Jones about uh, about signing Odell Beckham jr. Uh, he said, in this particular case, start by asking, why is it you're able to sign him? Ask that question. Why? Well, it's because he's not on the team. <laughs> and at this time of year, a player of that caliber, that's rare. It is because we're dealing with a situation where he's free, but potentially very capable of helping a team right now. And right now, win and play at a high level. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love it. I love uh,
1: it. Sometimes you just gotta let it play out, I guess, right? I guess that's what it is. I don't
0: not I, really. I cannot decipher whether you <laughs> whether he is close to signing Odell or not at this point. He also said that'll tell you alone that it's a rarefied set of circumstances and those don't just happen or this wouldn't be possible. What wouldn't be possible? You ain't signed him yet. Why is he free?
1: But <laughs> he Buddy is not free because it's gonna cost me. He's dropping <laughs> bars. <laughs> he is.
0: Jerry's he really dropping is. bars. Oh man, I love it. So you yeah, I, I, I actually think you're gonna sign him. I do. I think when it's all said and done, the cowboys are gonna get Odell Beckham to I think he's I think he's playing hardball. I think he's trying to get the best deal. I, mean, I think he Well, his he,
1: problem was he signed with Bitcoin. He 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 got his whole signing bonus in Bitcoin yeah. when he was at LA. So what he's trying to do is get some money back.
0: He needs the money
1: now. Yeah, he, yeah, he needs that cash. Yeah, he put himself in that situation. And this might be his last. This is definitely Good his contract. last, I think.
0: Yeah, right. His last big contract. I mean, for me, but is it
1: a mercenary deal, or oh, is nice. it going to try? Is, is he thinking personally? Yeah. I want to be a renter wide receiver. I moving think, forward? I think,
0: I think he's trying to sign a two or three year deal with the Cowboys yeah. if he signs it, right? Because well, because it could I'll potentially take him for two. I'll it could take potentially because you if you're a back you know your skills are now starting to dwindle, yep. right? You're, you're starting could, to correct. lose some it. Father time and injuries have caught up with you. Why would you want to be? Man, potentially on the free agent market again. Right. After you already seen, you've lost some value, obviously. Because if not, some team would already snatch. Somebody will snatch. They would snatch you up by now.
1: And and you know, at one point he was talking about the Rams again. But the Rams aren't a team that's going to be contending. I don't. I don't see them no, as that threat not anymore. Right now. Especially now, Cooper Cup is on the injured reserve. Yeah, they put him on IR. So maybe that's who they go get uh, you to try to boy. replace him. That's true. You know, and and he's comfortable in that area. Yeah. He likes being out there. But then there's other teams. You know, a team that I thought should have went and got him that hadn't made a move yet was Baltimore Ravens.
0: It's not bad.
1: You know what I'm saying? They don't. They need a big play guy. But they then. Do. We always revert back to the fact that you let Hollywood Brown go. Mm-hmm. And for for the Cowboys, you let Amari Cooper go. So you're putting yourself out there. So now I'm about to give him more money than what everybody I was looking crazy for.
0: I almost kind of admitting made yeah, a mistake. Yeah, you made a mistake. By letting the other guy so, go. So
1: you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get Mr. Cab Calloway mm-hmm. and get him out here where I don't look as crazy because this is a guy that just got released from somebody. And now I get a chance to work him into this situation.
0: No, that's a good point. I still hope the Cowboys can put aside their um, pride. Uh, <laughs> if, I, I if, agree. If it is about you know that conversation and the perception of uh, them and their front office and just get the deal done because I think it would help out the Cowboys to have a, another threat. And like I said, this is not a move about the regular season. No, If you sign Odell Beckham Jr., that's a move about the playoffs because that's when he'll be – comfortable familiar mm-hmm. with the system and probably at is much healthier than he is right now coming off of the rehab mm-hmm. i think the cowboys are gonna do i haven't heard really any other teams mentioned with him, right you know what i mean I, I even i mean the vegas odds have the cowboys with the best odds to get odell beckham jr and i haven't heard many teams like you said i don't know why because i'm with you i think your ravens idea right. is money right that is money I don't so know, they, what, need, they need. They need that guy. I don't know what they're waiting on. yet. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a great point, too. Um, and and I, I think we all agree Lamar Jackson's had a hard time convincing receivers to come play for him. And MVP this is your
1: perfect opportunity right here. Yeah,
0: no doubt. I like that. A uh, little bit about the Minnesota Vikings matchup this weekend for the Cowboys. I saw this little stat because I got some Texans news that I want to get to just really quickly. Out of 73 8-1 and teams. That there have been in NFL history since the merger. So since 1970, there have been 73 8-1 and one teams like the Minnesota Vikings. They have the second worst point differential of all those 73 teams. Wow the second worst point differential of, of, of wow. any team who has been 8-1 and one, uh, since the NFL merger in 1970. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Rina Williams size, Cardi B size, Megan Thee Stallion size, Beyonce size, but is the Raiders have the worst, 1976 Raiders have the worst point differential of any 8-1 and one team, and they went on to win the Super Bowl. They did have John Madden though, the goat. Dang, one of the okay. GOATs yeah, yeah, John yeah, yeah. okay. Madden. Uh, so there you go. I mean, they just saying of all the eight and one teams, they're not as impressive historically as eight and one teams usually are. They're not. They're not winning in a dominant fashion. It's it's a
1: miracle every one of the games. is coming down. Especially to it. last week, they would not be in the
0: uh, college football playoff
1: because <laughs> they have not <laughs> control the game. Yeah. they got
0: they, it's not a beauty patch yeah, because they exactly. they win ugly. Um, but you know what? I think it's part of it's Kirk Cousins too. If you if you see if you see Kirk a team that's eight and one, you're man. thinking their the they're quarterback's playing at a really high level. Yeah. And really, he's not. He's playing at a he's playing at an okay level. Like he's playing at an above average level. But he's just eleventh in yards per game. That's okay. That's not great. Nineteenth in completion percentage. Nineteenth in QBR. Sixteenth in pass rating. Twenty third in yards per attempt. He's not killing. It.
1: Yeah, but. He's He's got some weapons. He's
0: he's got weapons. And he's not he's not beating the team. They're not Louis. He's not turning the ball over time. Yeah. Yeah, So So
1: I'm looking at these scores of their wins and losses. Green Bay, they won twenty-three to seven. They lost to Philadelphia 24-7. So there's your balance right there. Mm -hmm. That's where the number comes back. And then Detroit, they won. And it was late in the game, 28-24. They beat the Saints 25-28. Oh yeah. They beat Chicago 29-29 to twenty two. They beat Miami twenty-four to sixteen. And I believe that was the game Tua got hurt. I think you're right. <clears throat> um they beat Arizona thirty-four to twenty six. They beat Washington twenty to seventeen, and they went to overtime, should have lost the game, could have won the game, lost the game, then won the game this past week against Buffalo.
0: Hold up, so all their games have been one score games?
1: Yes. Every one <laughs> except for except that, that Green Bay one. Okay. And the game that they lost against Philly, wow. every other game has been a one-score game. Damn. To your point about the point differential.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. wild. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's and that bad news for the Cowboys. But, listen, they know how to win close games. Yep. Um,
1: they, so they definitely don't, have been yeah. in the mix for that.
0: They don't panic when it's a close game late. They just know how to pull it out and win it. Uh, real quick, uh, I heard, uh, well, I heard, but I saw this quote, I should say. I read this quote from J. Ron Kirst, the safety mm-hmm. of the Cowboys. He says that Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah. He said, uh, quote, he's the best receiver in the league. The tape doesn't lie. You can say whatever you want to say. You turn on the tape and you see it. He gets open against everybody. He plays well against every opponent. Every top corner you put in front of him, he's going out. He's making his plays. The tape doesn't lie. Is Justin Jefferson the best receiver in the league? You agree or disagree with J-Ren Curse? I mean,
1: I was looking at, I saw Keyshawn Johnson talking about it. He had Mm -hmm. him ranked number one. Keyshawn did. Really? He had Justin Jefferson ranked as his number one wide receiver. Who would you take ahead
0: of him? Tyreek Hill? I I I'm wouldn't, trying to think of who was. Jamar like, Chase. Chase. I mean, is he's in hurt, there. but he's hurt. Chase but is in that yeah, Chase is too. right there. He's right there.
1: Um, Stephon Diggs to me is a good wide receiver. Devonte Adams is like, hey Devontae guys, don't Adams. forget about me just because I'm on right. the West Coast. That's why we forgot about you. <laughs> That's why. Go with Derek Carr. Yeah, but but even now he's starting to get the ball the way he's supposed to, and you're seeing the productivity coming back up. Yeah, he's killing it right now. But you look at what Justin Jefferson has been doing lately. You can put him in that conversation.
0: Hundred yards receiving in four of the last five games, yep. and that catch he that had. Cat, yeah. The last game. Did you see the DB
1: at, after the conversation in the locker room? What did he say? Come on, bro. Exactly. I just got to knock it down. <laughs> Come on, bro. I got to just knock it down. That's what he kept saying. He, he was saying it to himself because he was the one covering him. Yeah,
0: it. Yeah, got to
1: knock it down. I, all I had to do was knock that ball down. I'm up here trying to make a play, and I thought there was no way He's gonna the ball. he was going to catch yeah. that ball. I'm
0: with him, too. I was like, dude, you can't blame yourself for that. Yeah. Knock no, it down. 98% of the human beings who have played wide receiver <laughs> exactly. in the NFL don't make that play. You can't beat yourself up over that, man. Yeah. He human beings are not supposed to make that kind of play, and he did. That was superhuman, exactly what it was. Yeah. Uh, okay, for the uh, Texans, just really kick quickly, uh, Brandon Brandon Cooks uh, saw this story, just thought it was worth uh, bringing up. Uh, he was stripped of his captaincy, mm-hmm. his captain status by the Texans. He was listed as inactive last week against the Philadelphia Eagles with a wrist injury. and We know he had some personal issues, and um, he may have had some issues with the Texans as well, with Nick Casario and the the way that he handled the trade deadline and his status with the team. Um, he's 29 years old in his third season with the Texans. Uh, like I said, missed some time because of personal issues, but in wrap report uh, reports that Cook was allowed to to regroup and clear his mind. After last week, after the team failed to trade him at the deadline, um, when he remember he tweeted out, "quote Don't take a man's kindness for granted." Yep, yep. Covered for the lies for too long; Ooh. those days are done. Crossed the line with playing with my career. Come was, on, man! That was a tweet during like once the trade deadline passed. He tweeted that out. It was cryptic, but we all we knew what was going we know on. We knew what's going on there. Um, but yeah, he's been stripped of his captaincy now, and I think it's a I think it's a good move by the Texans. I mean, Oh, for
1: sure, because he's he's been a a. A mental case at yes. this point, it's where he's been a, distraction he's been a very big distraction, and he hadn't shown that leadership because of it's a business. You a business. understand that? You mm-hmm. understand that when you got in the league, mm-hmm. it's a business. So if you're not able to adjust to what's going on around you, yeah, that that's showing a lot. I know there's plenty. You're not the only player that's been lied to, bro. That's, that's kind of what I get like,
0: are you serious?
1: Are you're mad not
0: you're, the only one. Your boss, didn't, your boss was a little dishonest with you Yeah, and led you astray? Yeah. Welcome to the club, man. Like, so, I, yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I think it's his fault for signing that extension. It's like, did you not yeah. know that Texas were rebuilding? Did I right. know Davis Mills was going to be your quarterback? Well, he didn't think his homie
1: was going to get fired either. You know well, what I'm saying? That,
0: being homies with Jack used to be is your first issue. That's your first you problem. Known, you should have known, man. Yeah, you need new homies. Yeah. Uh, for real. Uh, but you're right. He was upset about that yep, because yep. you know apparently they were real close. They were going to church together, that kind of stuff. Uh, but, yeah, you got to say It's a business, like you said. You can't yep. get your feelings you hurt. You cannot get your feelings hurt, He told hurt, you he bro. would trade you. He couldn't yep. trade you. Nick Asario screwed it up. He shouldn't have signed him to the extension. And then Nick Asario tried to get a second-round pick for an a what, 29-year-old Brandon Cooks, yeah. and make the team, make the Cowboys pay $18 million of that salary. Come on, salad. man. Come on, man. Jerry Jones, he was born at night, but not last night. Hello. All right, we'll come back. We'll wrap it up. Put it in the oven. Let you know what's on tap right here on Ball Don't Lie. I on want to afford the horse. Pop a top again. You mind if I
1: have some of your tasty beverage to wash this time? Oh, yeah. You know, I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's five o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already five o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap.
0: How about a nice cool drink?
1: That's really good. That's good. That is... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm.
1: Pop-a-top again.
0: All right, welcome back to Bottom Line, right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time to wrap it up and put it in the oven. Before we do, a uh, couple of little uh, topics we got to uh, clear up here. Yeah. So apparently, we were having the conversation about the best wide receiver in the NFL, and we had like three different people hit us up on the Spec Sex line and say, "Hey, Cooper Cup, guys." Yeah, you're uh, right. You're, you're right. right. Yeah, we forgot all about it. And, and got, I literally just talked about it. You and literally just. Talk- and one text was like. Is it because he's white? <laughs> no, it's not because he's white. No, it's not. It's because we're just ignoramuses, and we forgot we about completely the forgot Triple Crown winner from exactly. last season and how good he was, and Haraj had just talked about him. So, yeah, we apologize. Cooper Cup should definitely be on that list. He was the Triple Crown winner. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It, it ain't because he's white, and if it is, that racism is... Accidental. Boom. Or at least unintentional racism, guys. Un- unintentional. You know, you know it ain't never exactly. deliberate, all right? Uh, appreciate the Texters, all your participation. You guys have been great today, as always. Uh, If you missed any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. You can catch up with them on the podcast page there. Uh, Okay, real quick, though, before uh, we get out of here, Harge, what's on tap for you? I already know what it is, but tell me anyway. I'm going... To the mood. That's right, baby. I'm
1: gonna go see if I can run into the CDC so he can see us <laughs> and know that we are in the building, so he won't make fun of us anymore. And I do need. I probably need to make sure I bring some headphones in for my daughter. You probably do because it's gonna be so loud. They should her. sell like earplugs there. They the probably now. Like the that's little, another kind of reason. Bags? I want to bring my own because I don't want to be paying for that much. Ah, that's true. That's you know, they go get eight,
0: that, $18. That'll be $18. As a matter of fact, they disposable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's <laughs> just some styrofoam. Exactly. Right, uh, exactly. You're about that. Yeah, I'm going to the mood, too, so I'll that's see right. you there. Uh, I mean, no I'm right. I'm, I'm going to be representing um, because I, if, I, if I see CDC, I'll be sure to let Big Perm know. Yeah, let Big Perm that know that Lodge we're representing. In the house. In
1: Patrick's the house. already there. <laughs> Shout out to my man, Corey, holding it down Appreciate you, Corey, for uh,
0: for coming in, stepping in. And also, thank you to Nick Shuley yep. and my man Wills. Wills! Uh, Wills, who is the, the the overseer, if you were the president of the Texas One Fund. El Presidente. Go, yeah, go to um, and it's a, great, uh, it's a great new initiative by the university to try to consolidate as many of the Longhorn associated name, image, and likeness uh, entities that they can get and now you have official, not only endorsement from the university with these uh, different collectives, but also the Texas the Texas coaches now can also endorse yeah. uh, certain collectives and certain NIL uh, initiatives and opportunities. So that's yeah, I remember we
1: went to the fundraiser last year and we were trying to figure it all out. And they're like, "No, no coaches can be here." Yeah, exactly. Because of that, so I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." Then now.
0: Everybody's everybody now. You damn right. Let's go. And Texas should be leading the way. And that's what they want to be. That's what they want to be. So we appreciate Wills and Nick coming on with us as well. I want to thank my man Cor for doing a great job as always. Thank Patrick as well. And thank my man Harge. Remember, the revolution will not be televised when we talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Be safe tonight and hook up.